Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. Hello, everybody. Everybody? I don't know. Hello, people. Hello, you. I don't know how to start these things. Uh, Hey, it's Danny J. I'm doing a solo episode today. And uh, it's funny, whenever I do a solo episode, I never know where to start. And it's kind of like in college, I never knew how to just start an essay. And so I decided that I would just start in the middle and I would go back and rewrite the beginning. So I feel like I should just do that here somehow. Um, So anyway, today I want to talk about what to say when you don't know what to say. And I think it's just right on, right on topic right now in the world and um, something I've been struggling with a little bit. And it's funny, I had a client call today and I told her that I was going to have to record a podcast and I had no idea what to talk about. And she goes, we should just talk about not knowing what to talk about. And I just laughed and I was like, you know, you're kind of right about that. So thank you, Sarah, for (laughs) this recommendation. But I think it is really important right now. There's so much going on um, after the George Floyd um, murder and uh, politics and all of the things going on. And there's a lot of hurt happening. And it's really hard to know what to say. It's hard to know what to say when people are hurting. It's hard to know what to say when so much is happening. Um, and in many, many times in our life, we're going to be put in those situations. And I remember I've had, I don't know if this is a good experience or not, but I've had the experience of many people I know dying or having friends losing loved ones. And so I've been in the shoes of the person, like the friend who's had a friend lose someone else and that seeing them hurt because their friends or people that they thought cared about them didn't say anything, didn't show up. And it's a tricky, really, really tricky situation. And a lot of times people don't say anything because they don't know what to say. And the person hurting feels like, wow, they don't care about me. And so this is why I want to talk about it today, because I feel like it's very important that when there is something going on, either an illness or a death or you know, whatever it is, job loss, miscarriage, and you don't know what to say, um, I think it's important that we have some words because we can end up hurting the person that we're not trying to hurt by saying nothing. And, you know, I've been seeing a lot of this going on on social media, especially with the George Floyd case. Like if you don't say something, you're complicit. And for a minute, I thought about that and I said, well, that's not true. And I I still don't think that's necessarily true um, because I think that we are all processing in different ways. This might mean like you're doing your own research. This might mean you're donating. This might be your um, marching. There's a lot of things you could be doing, but I do understand the sentiment there. And I understand how when you don't say something during a crisis, during an event, an illness, a death, that it can come off as not caring. So I've had, I had a girlfriend of mine who had a miscarriage 
when I was young, I want to say I was in my early 20s, and I honestly have never had that experience. Um, I didn't understand what a big deal it was to her and what a loss it was to her. Um, I think probably because when I got pregnant in high school, um, I remember thinking, like I was crossing my fingers that I might have a miscarriage so I wouldn't have to tell anyone that I was pregnant or like, you know, it wouldn't come about. So I had this mindset still of like, maybe it's okay. Maybe that's fine. And I know this sounds so awful to a lot of you, I'm sure. Um, but I I think that sometimes you can be, you your mindset is completely different than someone else and how they see something. And so, you know, I didn't really say anything to her about it. I, I might've said that I was sorry, but it came out, you know, a year or two later that she was really hurt that I didn't really understand. And we had a good long conversation about it. And so knowing that going forward, I've had friends, obviously since then having miscarriage and I've always made sure to say something that, you know, I'm thinking about them, that I'm here for them. And some of them were like, yeah, shrug the shoulders, you know, like, you know, it happens and some really appreciated it. And I think it's just important to recognize that and just make some kind of a, make some kind of an effort. And so I wanted to share some things to try to say or to help you have some kind of words in case you're in that situation where you have a friend who's struggling, who's hurting, maybe diagnosed with an illness. Uh, We just on maybe two episodes ago, I just finally shared the story of when I was paralyzed and my good friend had cancer and she was the one who kind of got me out of my pity party because she felt bad for me. But I remember while her name was Kelly and I remember while Kelly was really sick, a lot of her friends wouldn't reach out to her because they didn't know what to say and they were scared. And it was scary to see her with tubes in her nose and her stomach was bloated and her hair gone. And she felt very abandoned by her friends and her friends really, really loved her, but they just felt like they were going to make it worse. And it was almost like this whispering, like, I don't know what to say. And she just wanted to be normal and have normal conversations. So I remember going over there and just talking to her and just having having normal conversations with her. And it was probably the best, some of the best times she had when me or her family, we were just laughing and acting like things were normal because that's what she was really craving. But not only that, I remember very, very clearly that she and I had a private conversation where I asked her like the hard questions. I wanted to know, are you scared to die? Um, How are you feeling about things right now? And I think she felt really relieved to have the conversation because nobody had been asking her those things. They'd been tiptoeing around it like, no, 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 you're going to make it. You're going to survive. And the reality was that she was not. And I remember I asked her if she was afraid to die. And she told me that she was, um, she wanted to because she didn't want her sisters to see her suffering anymore. And that was a heavy, heavy moment. But I feel like it was a moment that she needed to say and get off her chest and nobody else would hold the space for that conversation because they didn't want to face the reality of her dying. And so I just want to encourage you, you know, we talk a lot about having hard conversations on this podcast and how to do those things. And these are real life hard conversations and there's no script for them. And I don't think there's a right way to do it, but I think if you really love and care about someone, um, you have to push past your fear of saying the wrong thing and just reach out and just be there to hold space for the person because a lot of times they feel like they want to talk about this, but no one is allowing them to talk. 
So I wrote down a couple of things, you know, ways that you can be encouraging or say something when you don't know what to say, ultimately. So the first thing is just acknowledging that they're having a feeling or emotion and that maybe you feel that way too. So saying something like, hey, I'm feeling just like you are. I just want to let you know, you know, this um, murder of George Floyd is devastating. And I just want to let you know, I am devastated as well. And I just want to let you know, I'm here for you. Um, you know, you might say something like, I, I know what you're going through. I heard about it. And I want you to know that you're not alone. Letting somebody know that they're not alone. I think so often, and one of the reasons Jill and I even did the very first podcast and we talked about our husbands having affairs is we just had said at the beginning, if we just have one person feel less alone, then it's worth it. And I think so often when we're going through trauma, illness, sickness, grief, loss, um, heavy emotions, sometimes we feel so, so alone. And the fact that someone else has gone through it makes us feel a little better. We don't want people to go through hard stuff. We don't want someone else to have gone through the same thing. But knowing that they're standing straight, that they're still hanging on and that maybe they've made it through. Maybe they went through it two years, three years before you and you can have that like ray of hope. And I remember Jill was that hope for me when I just found out about my ex-husband's affair. I don't know what I would have done, honestly, if I had not had her as kind of like that anchor of going, okay, this isn't going to hurt forever. Like, look, she's doing okay. I can make it. I can do this too. So I think one of the things you can also say is just tell people you don't have the words. I do not have any words for you. I am so sorry to see you hurting. Simply just stating that. I don't even have the words, but I'm really sorry to see that you're hurt. I'm really sorry to see that you're struggling. Um, I've seen, you know, people post on Facebook for loss, um, losing a loved one or something. And some people just say, I have no words. You know, sometimes we just have to say, I don't, I do not have anything to say. I'm just so sorry for your loss. I'm so sorry that this is happening right now. I'm so sorry to know that you're struggling. And just to actually say that you don't have any words and just being there and showing up and not even just in a text or post on Facebook kind of way, but in a real genuine reaching out, call on the phone or talk kind of way. Um, Another thing you can do to say something when you don't know what to say is to just ask questions. So coming up to someone and just saying, hey, how are you feeling right now? And listening, just like let them unload on how they're feeling right now. Maybe they're feeling so angry. Maybe they're feeling so discouraged. Maybe they're feeling so hopeless. And as they describe what they're feeling, you can just reflect back to what they're saying. So you can just say something like, wow, it sounds like you're feeling really frustrated that no one seems to care. That has to be really hard. Or it sounds like you are really, really upset right now. And I just want you to know that I'm here and your feelings are valid. Or it sounds like you're going through a really tough time and you're feeling pretty hopeless. Am I getting that right? You know, and asking them that you're understanding what they're saying to you. I think a big piece right now, Jill and I are going to do an entire episode on this, um, toxic positivity. So I think sometimes we, instead of letting them feel the emotion, instead of um, sitting with it, we want to just slap a sticker over like the 
the leak in the boat or something. So we're like, you know what? You're so strong though. You're going to make it. You are totally fine. And that's fine. You know, I was going to say my next tip is going to say, give words of encouragement. Um, You can say things like, hey, I know you're going through a tough time, but I know you're a fighter. I know you've been through tough times and I know you're going to make it. But there is, I have like little asterisks, like three stars and all caps, because you don't want to invalidate someone's experience. So, you know, when I was going through my ex-husband's affair and finding out, um, you know, having someone come up to me like saying, hey, you're a fighter, you're going to make it through this. I was like, I know, but I don't feel like it right now. And if they kept just pushing, I'm like, okay, stop. I can't have this conversation with you. Like, let me just be angry. Let me have my feelings about this right now. I know I will be fine, but it is not helping in this moment. And what really helped him the most was somebody just going, yeah, it does hurt. That really freaking sucks. I can't imagine. I don't know how you're going to get through it, but I know you will. I believe that you will. Like you're strong. You're going to get through this. It sucks right now, but I believe in you. And I'm here to vent to, or I'm here to listen. Those are ways you can say something and be encouraging, but not invalidating. And I think that's a big piece right now with what's going on in the world and the Black Lives Matter movement and people saying to listen. And this is the part that's so funny is people saying they're listening, but they're not listening. So trying to think of some example. It's the, it's the invalidation of someone's experience. So if I'm telling you that my husband just hurt me and I feel betrayed and I feel so hurt about it and you just go, well, my husband did the same thing and it was the best thing that ever happened to me. It's like, okay, but we're not talking about you. And I'm saying I feel betrayed and hurt. And that is when it's like a not listening. And I hope that makes sense as an example. So when we're talking about Black Lives Matter and Black people are saying, this is my experience, this is how I'm feeling, this is what it looks like. And you go, yeah, but not all cops are bad. Like that doesn't happen all the time. It's like, but wait, you weren't just listening to what I said, like what my experience is. So we have to be so mindful of stepping over someone's experience and putting your experience in their place. And I think that's where the listening comes in because we think we listen. We're like, yeah, I heard what they said, but this is my experience. And it's like, no, no, no. Hear what someone says and validate their experience is true for them, right? And we've talked about this in so many episodes, communication, um, communication episodes, but we need to learn what listening actually looks like and how to say when you don't know what to say. And I think this is so crucial. And I'm, you know, I'm glad I'm talking about this right now. I don't know if I'm the best at explaining things. I'm always trying to give examples and analogies and stories because that's how I understand. So I hope these are making sense to you. Um, But I I just want to put that out there that we need to be careful to not invalidate someone's experience because that's not how we see it or that's not how it was for us. Um, same thing like the miscarriage, you know, maybe someone had a miscarriage and they are completely devastated and you're like, yeah, but I had two miscarriages and now I have a baby. So guess what? Like, it's fine. You're going to get pregnant again. Don't worry about it. It's like, okay, that could be possibly true, but let this woman grieve over her loss that she has right now. Right. 
So I want us to be sensitive about it, but I also don't want us to be just quiet and not say anything because I think we're hurting our friends, we're hurting our family, we're hurting our neighbors by just not saying a word. And I've been around too many people who've lost a loved one, who've gotten a diagnosis, who've lost a job, who've lost a child, and all of their friends disappeared because they didn't know what to say. And that is such a sad, sad thing to happen. It's like you lose your child and then you lose all your friends because they don't know what to say. Or they just want to talk about other things and pretend it didn't happen. I'll, I'll tell you this from, I want to say 100%, I should say 99 because this is only my experience, but 100% of the people that I know who've lost a child or a loved one want to talk about that person. They want to talk about their memories. They don't want to avoid it and not talk about it. So if you have someone who's close to you who've lost someone, even their dog, ask them about them. Ask them about the person. Ask them about the child. Ask them about their friend. You know, I've had friends who lost their dog, and I didn't know the dog. And I was like, hey, tell me about your dog. What'd you guys do? And this always brings up laughs. It always brings up memories. And... I feel like it allows people to come out and it f- makes them feel heard. It makes them feel loved. And it makes, the, makes them feel like the person they lost mattered because that was one thing when we lose another person in our life, we feel like their memory is gone. Um, I have a dear friend. Her name is Karen. I don't know if she had listens to this or not, but she lost her son, Kyler. He was 15 years old. She was an old client of mine and we became good friends. And she ended up leaving the state because nobody in her church would even talk about her son. And anytime she came to training, I was like, how are you doing? How are you feeling today? And I would let her talk about her son and I'd ask her questions about him. Like, hey, what did he do like this? Or hey, it's Super Bowl. Did Kyler like football? And I bring him up. And she loved, loved, loved to talk about him. And so I always have kept that in mind. Whenever I hear about someone um, having a loss, um, I try to bring them up. And you can always ask if it's appropriate. Hey, is it okay if I ask you about your friend, person, father, son, child? Um, But more times than not, I think they like to talk about it and process it. And I feel like more often than not, people want to be heard. And, you know, if you listen to the ayahuasca episode uh, we did back in February 2019, it's really interesting because I had a very profound moment that has stuck with me. And I feel like it's coming up right now. The lesson was there was a girl who was screaming night after night about how she was raped by her father. And every night she was screaming. The first night she was like, get him off me, get him off me. And I was like, what is she? I thought somebody was attacking her. And the next night there was more details. And the third night I was like, no, I can't listen to this. And I plugged my ears. I was like, I cannot. She's going to ruin my night again. And as soon as I plugged my ears, I got this message. You can't block out other people's suffering. You can't ignore other people's suffering. And then I took my thumbs off my ears And I got this message, she just needs to be heard. And as soon as I got that, she stopped screaming. And I don't know what that's all about. I know it's kind of woo-woo, but that message was very clear and very powerful for me that we can't ignore other people's suffering. People just need to be heard. And if I got that message just to share this message on this podcast for someone to hear, 
then by all means, those drugs were amazing. <laughs> um, you can always go back and listen to it. It's, I don't know, episode 54 or 50, or sorry, 52 or 55, I want to say. Um, but I think it was a powerful message. And I think it was really important to talk about today um, that we need to listen to other people and allow them to feel their feelings and be there to help process. And as a really good human, ask questions and just be able to say to them, hey, I see you. I'm here for you. And like we're, we're in this together. So I know it's kind of a heavy episode. I know I love to do the light ones, but I think this one is really important as well. So uh, we'll be back on next week and take care of yourselves. Please also, duh, uh, join the Facebook group at thebestlifepodcast.com. Leave a review. I'd love to hear your comments on this topic and maybe if you've had some kind of a loss and how you felt if people said something to you or didn't say something to you. And maybe if somebody said the complete wrong thing, what was that? So we can avoid saying the wrong thing. Um, but more often than not, I think saying something is usually better than saying nothing, you know, just letting people know that we're thinking about them, that we're caring, that we see they're hurting and we recognize that. So love you guys and I'll see you soon.